Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, audience. This is your host, Gloria Holloway. We welcome you to the Higher Design for Living show. We thank you for joining us. We know that, again, it's been a good minute since we've done a show, um, but we are we're back in the saddle again, and prayerfully we will uh, continue to uh, come before you on a regular basis. We're lining up some things and getting some guests that will be able to uh, keep everything moving forward. And so, again, we thank you for joining us, um, whether you're under the sound of my voice at the time of the broadcast or later. We thank you for joining us. So, uh, Happy New Year. We hope that this year will be your best year ever. Um, We want to talk about uh, subject tonight is do it again. Do it again. So, we want you to uh, just uh, listen in, and as always, we i uh, like to start our show off with a prayer, and so we're going to, to have a prayer, and uh, then we're going to go ahead into um, our topic for uh, to, today, tonight, because it is night now. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. So, uh, Father, we will give you all glory, honor, and praise. We thank you for each and every one that's listening in, even now on the December my voice, and even those that will listen in uh, in the the very near future. We thank you for every live listener. We thank you for all those who will listen through the archives. So we thank you, Lord, for uh, moving right now on the hearts of your people to hear what you have to say. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So again, uh, this is your host, Elder Gloria Holloway. We're going to talk about do it again, and we're uh, going to come from a few scriptures, but I just want to talk a little bit about do it again. This is a a message. I believe that this is a word, excuse me, for the body of Christ at this time. Um, I keep hearing it after I gave the uh, uh, shared it at my church in Laurel, Maryland. Um, on last Sunday, and, uh, um, and it's based on the scripture, 1 Kings 18, 41 through 44, 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 41 through 44. Uh, there are several uh, scriptures that I'm going to refer to, so in the interest of time, I won't go over all of them, um, but I will um, follow the leading of the Lord. So, um I'm going to read the scripture, and then we're going to talk about uh, doing it again, what it is that God has is, is, is called you to do again. Uh, uh, this is a time that we know that uh, much is changing in our world. It's, uh, time is, is moving faster, and there's much that we have to do because uh, we are believing, as um, I'm sure the saints of old did as well, but we know that we are closer to the end we don't know the day nor the hour, but we want to be ready. And so whatever it is that I need to do, that you need to do uh, to go forward, to bring forth the purpose and plan of God to the earth, God is saying do it again. I don't know what he told you. Um, all I know is what he told me. And even <laughs> I'm wanting to be sure that what is he saying,
afraid to do again that 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 I am doing the right thing again. So again, as you listen to what I believe the Lord has to say during this uh, broadcast, that he will speak to your heart and reveal to you what it is he wants you to do again. So one thing I know that he wants me to do again, and that is to do this show and to do it on a consistent basis and also to uh, bring on, uh, uh, want to have a prophetic forum. Uh, we want to have some other types of forums. We're going to have different guests to come in and, and talk about whatever the, the Lord is giving them for the body of Christ to make this a better world to live in. I, I truly believe that we are in a time where the church has to step up and step out and really truly speak the unadulterated word of God. No more water, <clears throat> excuse me, no more watering it down, no more trying to make it pleasable and and plausible and whatever all, whatever else to make people more comfortable. Uh, Jesus didn't come to make people comfortable. The word is not to make you comfortable, but it is called to perfect you so that we are able to spend eternity with our Heavenly Father and those that are loved ones and those that uh, we are connected to, those that we are assigned to, we all have a work to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. So First Kings 18, chapter 18, verses 41 through 44, and, and it reads, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat, and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground, bowed down on the ground, and put his face between his knees, and said to his servant, "Go up now, look toward the sea." So he went up and looked, and said, "There is nothing." And seven times he said, <clears throat> "Excuse me." And seven times he said, "Go again." Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said. There is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Now, just to give you a little background of, of this scripture, um, uh, 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 Elijah told that the people, the Israelites, that uh, there would not be any rain for at least three years. And, uh, of course, so that meant that they were in a drought for three years. And so uh, at this point, um, he's telling him now that it is going to rain. And he said that there is a sound of the abundance of rain. And and so, uh, and then, of course, as the scripture said, then that's when he told Ahab to prepare and, uh, um, and because the rain was coming. So even though he did not see a sign, uh, um, a visible sign, he said he heard the sound. And so uh, for you, for me, there is a sound. And you say, what sound? What sound? Well, you're under the sound of my voice. And the Lord is saying, do it again. And again, you may be saying, do what again? Whatever it is, he speaks to your spirit. Some things we, you may even know what it is that he wants you to do again. Um, I know for myself, there are several things that, I am to do again, and one of them, again, is to do this show. Um, I know it's been over six months at least since I've done the last show, and so, um, again, I'm, I'm back in the saddle. Uh, there's so much that I want to say, uh, um, but we know, too, that, that sometimes there's the, 
a preparation and it's a certain timing because God's timing is perfect. And, you know, we hear about the Tyro's time and it's an appointed time. And, and so with all things with God, there is an appointed time. And so this is the appointed time that the Lord is saying to do it again. Some of you have been in a holding pattern, but God is saying to you again, saying to you today and to me today, go back and do it again. So if you've been in a holding pattern, we're going to look at uh, some of the uh, men of God, including our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and, and see what that looked like for them um, when the Lord told them to uh, um, go forth as we will see through their story. So I'm not going to go through all of their story. I may come back and do it, but I just want to drive home the fact that God is saying to the body of Christ to do it again. Uh, um, there's there's so much that has been uh, not being done within the body of Christ. Uh, uh, the true prophetic word, uh, uh, true unadulterated word, um, going back to basics, uh, going back to the word of God and, and hearing what God is saying, going back to basics in prayer, going back to basics in studying and meditating upon the word of God, going back in prayer and fasting, going back to those those foundational things that we may be strong in the power of the might of God. We know that, again, that these are the last days. And so we have to prepare, people of God. We have got to prepare. The enemy is raging all around us. He's got his cohorts, and they're out there, and they're doing their job. But many of us within the body of Christ are not doing our job. I know I had to repent. Yes, I've been doing some stuff. Yes, I've been like super busy, you know, working in my church as a church administrator, uh, uh, mentoring people, counseling people, uh, being in meetings with my bishop and even preparing for his celebration that's coming up in May. And I'll talk a little bit about that at the end. Uh, uh, but, but, But the Lord is saying there are some things that I need you to do again. And so uh, I tell this story of this dream that I had, or I, I can't remember now if it was a dream or a vision, but anyway, I'll just say a dream. And uh, in the dream, I had two, three little babies, and, and those three little babies I wrapped up like little mummies, and I put them in the bottom of this pool, and, and the pool was full of water. But, so I buried them in the water, the, the three little babies in the water, and I buried them down there to I guess I didn't want to do whatever it was or I didn't, I was hiding them. I'm not sure what I was doing or why I put them in uh, that pool of water. But one day somebody came to drain the pool and then I got scared. I'm like, oh, they're going to see those three little babies where I wrapped them up like little mummies. I thought I was going to be found out. And God was telling me, I need you to take the, 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 the grave clothes off of those babies. I need you to. Uh, uh, do what I called you to do. There are at least three things, at least at that point, that he had called me to do. So I know I had to unwrap. And so that's what the Lord is saying to me, to unwrap those things, to allow those things that he has placed within me to be birthed out fully and and allow them to be free and walk throughout the earth and, and to grow up into who and what he has called us to be manifested, how he's uh, cause it to be manifested in the earth. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, I don't know what your dream looks like. I don't know what you um, need to start over doing. What you put down, 
what you um, uh, threw away, what you turned your back on, uh, uh, what you gave up on, what you forfeited. I don't know, but the Lord is saying, do it again. He wants you to go back and pick it back up. So, again, uh, just talking a little bit about uh, uh, Abraham and, and, and Joseph and Moses and Jesus and uh, in my studies, um, I found that there were at least four things that they all had in common. The first, and which which relates to all of us as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so there are four things, um, and one is they all stepped out initially in the flesh. They all stepped out in the flesh. They all stepped out doing it the way they thought it should be done in the time they thought it should be done. And so they, 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 when you talk about the flesh, it's me, us doing things our way instead of doing it God's way, us doing things without seeking uh, uh, God's guidance and wisdom. So they, they stepped out. And Jesus, of course, with his story, and when he was 12 years old, he was in the temple, and he was listening to those in the synagogue, and he was learning and teaching and asking questions. And so it was, but it wasn't time. He was too young. He needed wisdom. He needed to grow, as the scripture said, in stature and in wisdom. And then, uh, uh, of course, there uh, there's some of us who um, uh, who have to suffer. Well, all of us are going to have to suffer because of the process or what we consider suffering, because some of the process is going to be uncomfortable. Some of the process is going to be some suffering. Because that's also what the word tells us, that we will suffer just as Christ suffered. And so we're going to suffer some things as part of the process. And many times because of the suffering, many of us want to uh, forfeit it. Many of us want to abort it. Many of us want to walk away from it because we don't want to suffer. We want to glory in it, but we don't want to suffer in it. But the word of God says it, it's both. They go hand in hand. And so um, to know that through your process, yes, there is going to be some suffering. And then we also see that they all had to spend time in a dry place, in a wilderness, a dry place, a dry experience. Uh, it looks like nothing is happening. Everything is barren. And you wonder if people even know your name. You wonder if you know your own name because things are just that dry, just that insignificant. But the Lord is saying to us, we all have to go through that period. Each one of these men had to go through that period. Abraham, his dry place, which means that not the, the manifestation of what was promised did not happen for 25 years for Abraham. What Joseph was promised in the dreams that he had did not happen for at least 13 years. And for Moses, it was he had the longest period of anybody and being in a dry place. He was literally on the backside of the mountain hiding out in fear for 40 years. And then 40 years in the wilderness with the Israelites who were like a hard-headed, stiff-necked people trying to get them to the promised land. And then, again, going back to Jesus, his took 21 years from the time that we know of when he was in the synagogue when he was 12 to the time that they say he stepped out into his ministry, which he was around 33 years old. And so we see that there's a time factor. So God is saying to you, do it again. I don't have, care how long it's been. It could have been 40 years. It could have been 13 years. It could have been 25 years. It could have been 60 years. It could have been 80 years. 
It could have been 21 years. However long God is saying to you, do it again. Don't look at how long it's been. Don't look at how dry things still appear to be. God is saying, do it again. You've been perfected. If you're under the sound of my voice, if you're hearing you, those of you hearing my voice right now, God is saying this word is for you. And that is my prayer that the Lord will lead those who need to hear this word, that he will send them to this 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 uh, conference line, this, uh, uh, I'm sorry, show line, so that they can hear the word of the Lord. They can be encouraged to go forth and do it again. And then we see the fourth thing they all had in common. They all had the favor of God and the favor with men. So if you follow their stories, which we're not going to do that. I'm just going to give you the scriptures, and then you can follow the story for yourself. Uh, With Abraham, it's Genesis uh, 16 through uh, chapter 16, verses 2 through 4. And then Joseph, uh, Genesis 37, verse 5 through 8. Moses, Exodus uh, chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. Uh, and uh, um, Jesus, um, Luke chapter 4, 17 through 19. And then, you know, they all had a specific assignment. They all had a specific assignment. So for Abraham, his assignment was to be a father to nations and to be fruitful. And you can find that in Genesis 17, verses 6 through, I'm sorry, Genesis 17, verses 3 through 6. And then for Joseph, his assignment was to uh, preserve uh, the prosperity of the family in the earth and to save their lives for a great deliverance and to be a ruler throughout all of Egypt. So you see why he had to go through, you see why all of them had to go through. Uh, because of the call, it was for more than one person. It was for the masses. It wasn't just about them doing their individual thing. God was using each of them in his divine plan. The redemption of man was from Abraham all the way through. And so, so God is saying even to you and even to me, we are a part of continuing on that redemption plan through fulfilling and continuing the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then for Moses, we find his assignment in Exodus 3.10, Exodus chapter 3, verse 10. And it says uh, his his assignment was to bring forth God's people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. He was called to be a deliverer. And then Jesus, of course, uh, um, in Luke uh, chapter 4, verse 18 through 19, and it says, um, <clears throat> excuse me, his assignment, of course, he him being the redeemer, and it says, I've been anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So, again, it's not by half a sense that you're listening to me. God is saying to you, do it again. Don't hold back because it didn't work before. God is saying, now is the time. Uh, maybe you were like Elijah who sent the servant to look for a sign for the abundance of rain. He sent his servant seven times, and finally he saw a sign. 
After the sound, he saw a sign. After the sound, he saw a sign. After the sound, he saw a sign. So, again, the sound is the sound of my voice. The sign, there's a sign that God's going to show you. God's going to show you a sign. And so you will know that in any moment, any second, it's going to break forth that abundance of rain. Once he saw that cloud and, and Elijah told uh, uh, his servant to tell Ahab to, to run and to get his chariot and, and to go and to go. And, and he did that and so that the rain would not overtake him because it would be such an abundance. If he was not prepared, it would overtake him. And so what I'm, I'm even hearing now as I'm saying that is uh, as you go, as you are prepared and you go forth, you've got to move fast because if not, it's going to overtake you. It is going to overtake you. And so, again, uh, he said to, and this is Elijah, again, said to, <clears throat> so let me correct that. So Elijah said to Ahab, go up. I'm to his servant, I'm sorry. He said, go up. He said, go up. Say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. So, again, the eight, uh, sorry, Elijah told his servant to go tell Ahab, Prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. So Elijah knew that it was going to be a deluge of rain, and the rain was going to be so powerful, so forceful, so much that it would stop him. He would not be able to make it. And then, you know, of course, a little later in the story, it shows where Elijah girded himself and ran ahead and even beat uh, 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 Ahab to Mount Jezreel. Um, to where he was telling him to go. So, uh, and so he had to run fast as well. So the Lord is saying stuff is going to, and I, I saw it today, last Sunday, I saw it again, and I've been hearing testimonies of things happening immediately, suddenly. And so as you go, then you got to go fast. you got to do this thing quickly because it's not, it's going to overtake you. And then you want to be prepared. So, so as he told uh, Ahab to, to go ahead and eat and drink because what was getting ready to come, he needed to be ready. And so I'm saying to you, you go ahead and prepare because as you go, it's whatever God has purposed is going to overtake you. So you want to be ready. You want to be ready. You want to be ready. So let's go back and look at that scripture again. This is, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm seeing stuff, which I thought already, but I, I know that the Lord wants me to point it out even the more. <clears throat> so, again, going back up to uh, verse uh, 41, then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. So what I see in that that the Lord wants me to point out to you is that you have to go up. You have to go and be prepared. Go up. And so what does go up mean? Go up means to go to that place and get prepared, whatever that means for you, whatever area you need to be prepared so that when the abundance comes, you are ready for it because if not, it's going to overtake you. And so God is saying to us, we got to go forth because when it comes, we got to be ready because it's going to come. It's going to be so much so fast that if we're not ready, it's going to overtake us. So I'm telling you, and I'm telling myself as I say this, 
Oh, this is good. This is good. Get up, get up, and drink prepare because the abundance of rain is coming. And it may look like something small, but don't let that fool you because when the servant saw it, he just he came back and he said, uh, he said to him, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. But Elijah didn't allow that smallness to stop him from preparing for abundance. You hear me? Let me say that again. Elijah did not allow the smallness, the sign, the, the, the thing that was the indicator that the abundance was there, that it was going to overtake him. He didn't allow the cloud because it looked small way up there in the sky. He didn't allow that to stop him from preparing and telling Ahab to get ready and to go up. He said, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. And there's another uh, uh, translation, and I think it says, um, uh, before it overtakes you, if if I'm not mistaken. So, um, so again, I, I want to encourage you to go up, go up. Don't stop. Get ready for whatever it is, however you need to prepare, you need to do that. So that is that what you're believing for, what God has promised, the vision, the plan, the desire, whatever that thing is, uh, uh, you don't want to be slowing around. You want to be prepared. You want to be prepared. So let's see what this one says. Yeah, this is this is this is not the translation I was looking for. So now I'm looking at um, version I just uh, gave you, a translation I just gave you was um, new, the New King James. And this is the King James Version. It said, Behold, there arises a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go, say unto Ahab, prepare thy chariot and get thee down that the rain stop thee not. So um, there is another translation that says it a little differently. But in any case, you get the picture. God is saying to you, he is saying to me to, to, to get ready, to get ready. First of all, he told him to eat and drink, and then he told him to prepare his chariot. So I'm telling you to prepare, get your body ready to hold and sustain what is coming, and then get your transportation, your vehicle, your mode of moving forward so that when it comes, you are ready. It won't overtake you. It won't catch you by surprise. I feel the Holy Ghost here. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So get up and do what the Lord is telling you to do. I'm getting up and I'm doing what the Lord is telling me to do. I've gotten up and I'm doing what the Lord has told me to do. He's told me to finish writing that book. So I got some things that I need to complete by June. And that's what I heard the Lord say to me today. These things that uh, I'm talking about, that, that I know that he's told me those three babies that I had to unwrap, amen, and allow them to breathe and live, uh, um, telling me that these things got to be done by June. And so I'm moving forward. And so that's what I want you to do. This is just a word of encouragement. I may never see you. I may never know who you are. But I know that the Lord has given me this word, not just for me and not just for my home church, but he has also given this word for you 
to tell you to get up, prepare yourself, get physically fit, so to nurture and nurture your body and nourish your body and get your body strong because there is an abundance of rain that's coming. Now, you're, and we have not talk, in this case, they were talking about literal rain, but when we talk about the principles, the principle here is that, that what was promised is coming, and it's coming in abundance because we know that the word of God says also that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think. So whatever you're thinking, whatever you're asking, God is able to do greater, and the greater is the abundance that is coming to your life, to your obedience, that God's saying, get up and do it again. You've been in the holding pattern, so God is saying you're no longer in that holding pattern. Whatever needed to be perfected in you to be able to go forward has now been perfected. So you are now able. Your circumstances may look the same. You may feel the same. Everybody around you may be the same. You may be in the same place, the same environment. But I'm telling you now, the Lord is saying, do it again. Now, you know, the, the blessed thing is that this word was confirmed uh, at least four times within two, three days. Um, somebody else had gotten that word. So the the uh, uh, one of our ministers uh, preached in um, Waldorf and same scripture, same scripture, preached that didn't get to preach. The word that she had gotten had been meditating on was the same scripture. Then uh, one of the other ministers uh, was on her mom's prayer line. And the Lord had given her the same scripture. So I'm telling you, meditate on this. I'm going to be meditating on this some more just for my own um, uh, um, uh, 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 encouragement and cause my faith to go to the level that it needs to be, that I continue to move forward. Uh, um, so, you know, again, you may have said like the servant, as, as you tried so many times, you said there is nothing, there is nothing. So the other thought that came to me, too, as I was thinking about this scripture was when uh, uh, Jesus told the disciples and they were out in the sea and they had been toiling all night. And he told them that to drop the net down on the right side of the boat. And he said, you know, we've been toiling all night and we have caught nothing. And he told them, just drop the net. just drop, And they dropped the net and they caught uh, so many fish that the net, um, almost, it should have broken based on how it was worded, but it, it, it did not break, but it was heavy enough that it could have broken. That means they took in so many fish that the net was barely able to hold it. But they were obedient to, to Peter said to Jesus, nevertheless, at thy word. And so, nevertheless, you may have been toiling on somebody else that's not saying what the Lord is saying. Drop down your, your remembrance of what you did in the past and the fact that it didn't work out and the fact that it, what you what you thought was going to happen and the way you thought it was going to happen and it didn't happen. God is saying drop down your net. Though you didn't see anything, as the servant said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, Elijah told his servant, go again. He told him to go again seven times. And then it came to pass the seventh time. This is your seventh time. This is your time of perfection. This is your time of 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 uh, um, maturing. 
this is your time that of deliverance. You have you have been perfected. You are ready to do what God has told you to do. This is your time of completion, your time of maturity. You are now ready. And so when we look at that and the fact that he sent him one time and then he sent him back seven more times and on the seventh time was that seventh time that he went again. <laughs> Not that first time, but the seventh time that he went again is when uh, he saw the cloud. So the Lord is saying to us, I don't care how many times you went. You may have gone seven times or eight times, but I'm telling you, now is the time. And so when he told him to go again and he went again, that seventh time, which is really the eighth time that he saw, that it doesn't matter, God is saying, do it again. And then I thought about this year, this year, and um, I'd like to kind of look back at, you know, when I get the word and, and like, especially in an instance like this, and God is saying, do it, do it again. And, and so that thing that I'm believing that he's telling me to do it again, then I think back to how many years passed since that time, and only so I can get an understanding. Because, again, it doesn't matter how long it's been. Again, it could have been like Moses. It could have been 40 years or 80 years. It could have been like Abraham, 25 years. It could have been uh, 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 like Jesus, 21 years. It could have been like Abraham, 13 years. And then I thought about uh, David, King David. You know, he didn't get the whole kingdom, all of the kingdoms at one time. He became king in phases. Uh, you know, he didn't get all of the kingdom. So he got one kingdom one time, one other kingdom another time. But even it was him, I think the first kingdom that he was able, that he uh, actually uh, took over, was took him 17 years. So from the time that he was anointed to the time that he took over the first kingdom, uh, uh, it took him 17 years. And then David is also a good example of the suffering. David went through a lot, you know, running from Saul and fighting the Philistines and fighting this one and fighting that one and hiding out in caves and stuff and acting like he was crazy and doing all kinds of stuff and then being attacked or turned against by the very people that he was trying to help. And so the same thing happens to us. But God is saying, don't let that deter you. I'm telling you, do it again. Do it again. So many times David had to go after the Philistines. And God, those of us who preach and teach, we are the first partakers of whatever the Lord is saying. We are not exempt. We are the first partakers. So um, my time is about running out. So I want to say, too, that, uh, um, you know, if you're feeling like it's not time for you yet, there's some things I want you to take a look at. And how is your patience? Uh, because we know that with Abraham, that's, of course, with him because of him with Hagar, and then came along Ishmael because of his impatience and not believing God at that point. You know, he's like, you know, God said that, but ain't nothing happened, so let me help God out. You can't help God out. Only way you can help God out is being obedient and moving when he tells you to move, how he tells you to move, and all the particulars and following his instructions. So, um, so you you know, you got to check your patience. How patient are you? Uh, uh, if, if you're patient in that regard, God is saying that you may learn how, may have to learn how to be patient if you don't feel like it now is your time. And then he said, now that, uh, um, so with, of course, with Abraham, he was patient. So God is saying now, 
and then and God is saying some of to you some of you now that you have learned to not allow your feelings to get in your way and your words not kill somebody because you know sometimes we can say things and if our words were actual weapons we could kill somebody and so we have to because of our emotions and we know that Moses you know had emotional issues he had anger issues what we would call today. And so we're not to allow our feelings to get in the way. And then uh, now that you've learned not to be prideful or boastful like Joseph was. So, you know, pride can get in the way. Pride can be a hindrance from God. That pride and being boastful, God is saying to you, uh, 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 now that you've learned not to be prideful or boastful, do it again. And then then, uh, lastly, uh, now that you've grown up like Jesus and and now that you have some wisdom like Jesus, because you know the scripture says that he grew in stature and in wisdom. And so some of you have had to grow up, uh, not just uh, biologically or chronologically, but you had to grow up emotionally and mentally in every other aspect, and especially having the wisdom of God. So know, know that your destiny, your assignment goes beyond you. It is for the masses. What God has purposed and has given you to do is for the masses. So God is saying, do it again. Somebody's waiting for that, with that anointing. Whatever God has placed within you, somebody's waiting for what you have. And God is saying, it's time for you to do it again. Excuse me, some of you may have been like me and stepped out too soon or, or did things the wrong way before. But God is saying, do it again. And now is the time. And do it again, but do it my way. So even in the do it again, we have, still have to seek the Lord, first of all, to know that we are in sync with the Lord and what he's telling us to do again. What we believe is what he's saying, because we don't want to try to do something that he's not telling us to do because something may be more appealing, or we just have not sought the Lord to find out is left out, but now it's time to do it again. So seek the Lord to find out what that thing is, and then seek him as to his methodology, because he doesn't always want us to do things in the same way. So you may have done whatever before, but that doesn't mean that you're going to do it the same way. That doesn't mean you're going to do it with the same people. That doesn't mean you're going to do it in the same city or the same state. So find out from the Lord what it is that he wants you to do and when he wants you to do it and how he wants you to do it. Again, many of, many of you have been tested, you have been tried, you've been dipped in the water, you've been overtaken by the flood, burned by the fire. And God is saying if you will hold fast and go through whatever it is so that you will be ready. And so I believe that if you listen to this word, God is saying you've been through whatever testing you needed to go through. So now it is time for you to do it again. <clears throat> Excuse me. So lastly, one of the things that uh, we've been hearing uh, at, at my church is that greater is here. We know greater is Jesus. Greater is he, Jesus, that's in us than he, Satan, that is in this world. But God is telling us in that the power, the anointing, the revelation all of those spiritual gifts, we're going to see a greater manifestation of those things. And so we've got to be prepared. we got to be in the right position. we got to be in the right place. So, again, God is saying, do it again. So um, I'm going to stop here and 
at a certain point, um, we'll um, come back and talk about some more things um, uh, and set up and start setting up uh, either weekly or bi-weekly. We'll do a show or whatever. I have so much that I want to share with you, and I hope that you will join me on the next broadcast. We're going to see what else the Lord is saying for us in this time and in this season. So, again, I want to encourage you to do it again. I want to encourage you to prepare yourself because the abundance is coming. You're going to hear a sound. You hear my voice. You're going to hear a sound. Uh, uh, you're going to see a sign. You hear my voice. It's just a sound. And so look for a sign. Look for a sign and to know what that thing is that you are to expect and what it is you are supposed to do. So look for the sign. Uh, again, the sound is now God is saying do it again. You've been perfected. You are now ready to do it again. So um, I want to, again, I want to encourage you to do that. I want to send a shout-out to my bishop, Bishop Elect, uh, William Andrew Best, Jr., and a shout-out to uh, my church family, which is the Voice Church, the Voice Church, located in Laurel, Maryland. We're getting ready for uh, Bishop's um, consecration, which will take place on May the 3rd at um, at uh, um, at 7 p.m. at the new, uh, I'm sorry, at the Bethany Community Church in Laurel, Maryland. Um, also, um, on that Saturday, we're going to have our consecration and celebration banquet, um, which will be at the Hotel Preserve, a Ronald's Hotel Preserve. And I always get the name mixed up, but if you type in Hotel Preserve, it will come up. And that's going to be at 12 noon uh, on May the 4th. And then on May the 5th, that Sunday, will be uh, my bishop's um, our church anniversary as well as pastoral anniversary. It'll be 12 years, praise the Lord. And then um, his birthday celebration, he'll be turning uh, 45 years old on May the 3rd, the same day he's being consecrated. So God is speaking even in that. So we hope that you will join us for that celebration and that you will join us even in coming out sometimes on a Sunday or Tuesday. Our services on Sunday is 9.30 a.m., Tuesday at 6.45 p.m., we're located at 13910, 13910, Laurel, Bowie Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20708. And you can check us out on thevoicechurch.org, thevoicechurch.org. Um, we have all of the um, information on there. We, we would love for you to join us. So, again, this is your host, Elder Gloria Holloway. Um, we got a few more minutes, so I am going to pray us out. But I also want to pray for our church leaders, and I also want to pray for those that are incarcerated, especially our men of color. So I'm not going to do a long prayer right now because I want you to join me again uh, real soon, so I'm not going to try to keep you too long. Um, but uh, just want to pray. And, uh, Father, I thank you for our listening audience. I pray, Lord, that I have said all that you have purpose for me to say. I pray, Lord, that the audience, those that have heard your voice through my voice, oh God, that they will take to heart that you're saying do it again, that they're ready, that they've been perfected in whatever area they needed to be perfected in, and that you're saying to prepare 
prepare them mentally, prepare physically, however they need to prepare for the abundance that's coming of your promises into their lives. Excuse me. So, Lord, I thank you for our listening audience. I lift up every church leader, oh God, regardless of the denomination, oh God, every Christian leader, every leader that you call to lead your people to watch over the souls of your people. I pray their strength. I pray you cover them. I pray their deliverance, their healing, whatever they stand in need of. I pray, Father, that you will move on their behalf as never before. Father, I pray that you will surround them, and I declare and decree they're covered under the blood of Jesus. So protect their minds as never before, oh God. Protect their surroundings, oh God. God, help them to see the perpetrators and the the fakers and the liars and those that the enemy has sent up against them, oh God. Help them to be discerning, oh God, to have the spirit of discernment, oh God, that they will know, Father, who, who you sent to be with them and who you did not. Lord, I pray you protect them and keep them from all hurt, harm, or danger. Strengthen them, oh God. Pour back into them. Lord, I pray their strength right now that you will anoint them afresh and anew as they continue to pour out into the lives of others, oh God. Pour into them, Holy Spirit. Touch them right now in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. Father, move on their behalf as never before. May they not lack in any area, oh God. I pray that abundance will come to their homes, oh God, that you will give unto them, oh God, as they have given out to others. Father, I lift up those that are incarcerated, oh God, and even those, God, that were incarcerated that are coming out of the penal system, oh God, whether it's jail, whether it's prison, of any capacity, any type of prison imprisonment. I pray right now for them, oh God, to be able to transition. I pray that they get the need that they help they, they, the help that they need, oh God. I pray, Father, that you will protect them and keep them, oh God. Touch their minds right now, oh God. Free their minds, oh God. Many may be free coming out, oh God, but are their minds free, Father? I pray for the liberty in the mind, oh God. I rebuke every mind binding spirit, every blinding spirit, every deaf and dumb spirit. I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. Father, touch their minds right now. Those that are in the prisons, oh God, I pray their strength, oh God. I pray their protection, oh God. Even those, especially those that are in a solitary confinement, oh God, I pray even now, Father, that they will be able to experience and have an encounter with you, oh God, while they're in the the uh, 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 darkness, oh God, where they're in, Lord God, uh, are separated from others, oh God, but let them not be separated from you, Lord God. Those that are in solitary confinement, oh God, God, I pray that they will have an experience that they've never had before, and God, that your word, oh God, that many are learning in the in the prisons, oh God, God, I pray even now that the word, your word, oh God, will take root deep down within their hearts, even now, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for open doors. I pray for release centers. I pray for rehab centers. I transitional housing, oh God. I pray for jobs and bondage and services and social services, whatever they stand in need of, oh God, that they are reconnected to their families and society, oh God. And God, I lift up right now every organization that purposes to help them in the transition, oh God. God, that we'll walk in your wisdom, oh God, and that every provision is already met in the name of Jesus. So, Father, I thank you and I praise you. It's all in the mighty and precious name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, that I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. So, again, I thank you for joining us. God be with you. Have a smile upon you. And uh, we will see you next time. So please stay tuned. Check out the site. I will be putting um, 
it on Facebook and Twitter uh, when we're done to do the next one, and I will be uploading uh, this one as well. So, again, thank you for joining us. This is your host, Elder Gloria Holloway. I hope to see you next time on the call. And, uh, and God bless you and keep you. In Jesus' name, God bless you.